This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Missanelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Mike Missanelli podcast. Thursday, September 21st. Podcast. Episode number 114 brought to you by the great people at Bet Rivers and Rush Street Interactive. Big announcement coming up in a little bit about how you can win about $10,000 with our new squares contest. Uh, so let's start today's program with the current. What's most current? Well, yesterday I watched a playoff ready baseball game in the afternoon. It even had the fall air coming through. It's like watching an afternoon playoff game, Phillies and Braves. And what was notable about it is that the Phillies won. They took two or three in Atlanta. And the first thing I started to th- th- think about, it was a playoff atmosphere. They prevailed by making big plays in the end against the Braves. And the first thing I thought about is, did this last game get into the Braves' head? The Braves have skated through the entire Major League Baseball season. And all of a sudden, they see this swashbuckling Phillies team that they saw last year, and maybe the element of doubt crept into their head with that one playoff atmosphere type of game. Listen, I know that's wishful thinking. But to me, I looked at the way the Phillies won that game. They stared fear in the face. And they overcame it, and the Braves went, maybe we got something against this team in a short series, and uh, maybe we're thinking about last year when we got really spooked. That remains to be seen. But let's go over the game because it was fascinating. I love baseball drama, uh, and I love the things that go on. You know, a lot of people look – in a baseball game, you kind of have to look beyond the obvious, right? Uh, And and the obvious things that happen in this game – let's first go to, to the ninth inning of this game where it's a tie game. Luke Williams, former Philly farmhand, is on third base. The bullpen had already blown a two-run lead, right? So Luke Williams is the pinch runner. Potential winning run. Bottom of the ninth on third base. One out. Fly ball to right field, drifting into foul territory. Everybody and their mother, including John Cruck, the analyst, is, is saying on the air, drop it, drop it, drop it. Don't catch it. Because if he catches it, That's a tag. And most likely, you're going to be able to score on that play. Surprisingly, Castellanos catches the ball, makes a full pivot, a spin, and and it didn't even look like he overexerted himself with the throw. He throws it on one hop to Stubbs at the plate. They get Luke Williams at home plate. Now, there are a couple things at play here. It's a gutsy play, right? Because if he doesn't make the perfect throw, people are saying, you're an idiot. But instead, he had the guts to try to make the play. I don't know what Luke Williams was thinking, because Luke Williams is probably thinking the, thinking the same thing that we're all thinking. Oh, he's not going to catch that ball. If he catches it, I score. And so in his mind, he's not mentally prepared to get on the jump. And it looked like he got a slow start off their base. And the one-hop throw 
And listen, we're not talking Roberto Clemente out there. We're talking about a guy's got a, you know, okay arm, not a great arm, has to make a pivot, throws him out. Uh, and so now we go to the 10th inning and, and see everybody in the ballpark is, is including the Phillies players. Stott is saying, oh, crap. Uh, Stubbs is saying, drop it. Uh, the, the announcers are saying, drop it. He makes the perfect throw. They get the perfect tag and they get him out, which goes to the 10th inning. Now, A.J. Minner comes in the 10th inning. Tough left-hander, right? Stubbs is the ghost runner on second, and I know people hate that role, but I love it. I love putting a guy on second base. Kyle Schwerber is up. Now, A.J. Minter is in there to pitch to the left-handers, but he's so afraid now to challenge Kyle Schwerber that he walks him, which is no big deal because it's now first and second. Now, with first and second, everybody, Everybody in there who's an old school baseball guy, oh, you got you got a bun here. And this is why you got to think beyond the obvious in baseball. First of all, the bunt is out of fashion. Second of all, you never would bunt guys over with Trey Turner at the plate. Let's think about this. You're gonna take the bat out of Trey Turner's hand, give up an out to make guys go to second. It doesn't make any sense. And I know that people are in love with these old school concepts. Well, you got to bunt. You don't bunt Trey Turner. Just like you don't take Kyle Schwerber out of left field in the seventh inning of a tie game because he's bad defensively. You got to think beyond the obvious here, right? And the obvious here is bunt him over. But if you go beyond it, you go, Trey Turner is a hitter. He wins the game or puts us ahead with a single with the guy on second base. Why would I give up an out there? Well, in any event, it, it backfires because Trey turns a ground ball to Riley, who gets a third to first double play, gets two quick outs. And that's where people go, oh, you should have bunted. No, you don't bunt. It's still the right play. Baseball is baseball. Sometimes it's going to happen where Trey Turner's going to hit a hard ground ball and hit into a double play. But now, here comes Bryce Harper. Now, Minter already has shown a reluctance to pitch to Schwarber. He's in there to get the left-hander out. So he goes extra careful to Harper, and he walks Harper. Uh, and then you get the double steal. So there's your butt. They double steal. Minter's got to be aware of a double steal there. I'm looking at A.J. Minter going, well, is your head in this game here? The last thing you could do is have them double steal. You, were, you already got, you got yourself into a pickle by walking the left-handed guys. You got a break with the double play. You can't afford to let them double steal here. But anyway, they do double steal. And that allows the uh, Harper to walk. Now, again, you, you, would you would you face try to get Harper out, or are you going to face Alec Bohm, uh, who is now intentionally loaded uh, walk to load the bases for Bryson Stott? This is something you got to anticipate after the double steal. You're going to walk Bohm. You were afraid to pitch to Harper. Stott is one of your most clutch hitters. Uh, you know, he's been probably your most clutch hitter especially in circumstances like that. So, again, lefty-on-lefty matchup. I get it. Scott was uh, Stott was over his last 10, but he has hit Minter well in his career, and he stays within himself. A no-stride flick hits the ball down the left field line. That's the kind of at-bat you always get from Stott, and the Phillies win the game. That's a beautiful way to win a game. Great defensive play in the ninth, strategic in the 10th to win the game. And the Braves, frankly, blew both situations. One with Luke Williams and the second with A.J. Minner peeing himself in the 10th inning. 
Darren, you saw the game. Darren, our producer, playoff atmosphere, was it not? Absolutely playoff atmosphere, although it's kind of tough with that crowd in, in Atlanta because they're a terrible crowd. They're weak. Um, well, on a day game day where normally they're not. Yeah, well, okay. So, I, you know, I, I, here's what I'm concerned about, okay? Did the Braves, were they into that game? Did they care about winning or losing that game? Because you're right. Minter kind of wasn't really, he seemed like he didn't have his head in the game. And there was a couple times, I thought, where they didn't look like they had their head in the game. I just wonder if that's a different situation. Did we, did we see a completely different Braves club yesterday? Well, I don't know. Where, how do we see a different Braves club? They came back to tie the score. It wasn't like they, they laid down. They, they were behind in the game. They came back. They tied the score. They battled. Or you can't yeah. look at it like, oh, they don't need the game. They battled right. to tie the game. They had a chance, two chances to win the game. So it's not like they took – you can't make the case they took them lightly. Because they did win a game in the series. Well, that's hitting. I just, I'm more, that's more of a pitching uh, thought than anything else. Yeah, I know. That's, that's, I've heard a lot of people on social media, well, the Braves really don't have anything to play for. Well, your ass. They're in a baseball game. You don't lay down in a baseball game. You're still trying to go up and hit, you're still trying to get guys out. That's a great series win, by the way, just to put something in the back of their head like, hey, man. They could be easy to beat us in the playoffs. Well, I, I, I think that was the message in that game. Uh, I really do. I, I, I saw some great things with them battling back. And, you know, the Braves know they're the better team. But all of a sudden they go, well, last year we kind of were the better team too. And we got spooked. So it just puts the element of doubt in their head. Little tidbits here uh, to tackle on the Phillies before we get to our Eagles-Bucks preview, uh, which is a big game on Monday night. feels like the Eagles haven't played in forever. But – because of that, they're going to get some guys back because of this delay, hopefully. Uh, so uh, there's a, Lorenzen. Let's, let's go back to the, this argument, because I, I remember getting broiled when this happened, when he had the no-hitter going, and he's well over 100 pitches. To extend him to pitch the no-hitter, I think, was the right call at the time. But I warned people, when you push a guy past a comfort limit, and 120 pitches is beyond a comfort limit for any pitcher these days, any star pitchers. All right. So when you're going to push that guy to 124, just know what the ramifications might be. He hasn't been worth dick, pardon my French, since he threw that no hitter. Uh, he, he looks wrung out. He's not helping him at all, which, which leads you to he's already going to go to the bullpen. And in the playoffs, you may need a guy. If, if you're going to pitch guys like Suarez and Taiwan Walker, you're going to need maybe a fifth, sixth inning pitcher, which is where Lorenz in profile. If he can't help you there, they're a pitcher short, which then backs up the back end of the bullpen, which really hasn't been very efficient. All right. The other thing uh, I need to, to put in here is this. Uh, Ronald Acuna Jr. might be the best player in the history of baseball. I know, a, I, I know that's a big statement, but this dude at this age, to do what he is doing, 70 steals and 50 bombs, nobody has ever done that in Major League Baseball history. He's still young. He goes up there with a swagger. He doesn't care how they pitch him. This guy is the truth. And like I'm saying, if he doesn't get injured, he is on track to be the best Major League hitter ever. How about that? That's a bold statement, man. But I, he, it's a total bold statement. But the, what can't the guy do? I, he really, he does everything. He's one guy. I, they can't pitch to him in the playoffs, the Phillies. They can't. If there's a runner in scoring position, 
put him on. Like you, he the only is, problem is he's the leadoff hitter. So you got to him. Well, the first innings, that's different. But yeah, I know. But uh, no, he's he's the scariest hitter in baseball right now for sure. I think he's a walk away, a runaway uh, MVP. Which is a shame because his teammates got 52 bombs. The whole team, right really. <laughs> that I team, mean, entire that team. I, I be honest with you. I, I don't think the Phillies can beat that team. The the only thing they can do is like the element of of doubt in the Braves' head is the only thing that could make the Phillies win that series. They are a relentless team. Relentless, they yeah. Are good from top to bottom, the entire uh, lineup, all it. nine of them, their OPS is over eight hundred. Everyone, it's, 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 it's really incredible. Uh, all right, let's. Uh, uh, first of all, before we move on to football. Uh, I got to tell the folks about a great promo we have going at Bet Rivers right now, where you can get extra value this football season uh, with the, by playing Bet Rivers Squares. Now, here's how you do: you can win up to ten thousand dollars in bonus money. All you got to do is bet ten dollars in same game parlays on any game with the squares icon to earn a square. So all you got to do is go to the Bet Rivers app. And, and find it's the squares icon and play the game. $10 can get you a chance to win $10,000. That's the type of thing we do at Bet Rivers. We reward the people for taking a shot at a parlay, same game parlay. And, and why wouldn't you? For 10 bucks to win $10,000? I mean, it's a no brainer. So check out the new Bet Rivers uh, squares contest on our Bet Rivers app. All right, let's get to the Eagles and Bucks. Eagles are way rested. Should help them as they go down to Tampa. This is probably one of these uh, big Philadelphia crowd games with uh, with all the fan trips that will go down there uh, to uh, to Tampa Bay for this game, the beautiful Tampa. See this game? I did that once. I walked out of a Tampa Bay game uh, when they were down by uh, three touchdowns. We walked out. We went to find some Colombian food. And uh, Nick Foles comes in and <laughs> – and rallies them to a win, which we did not see. <laughs> so, in any event, my 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 advice is to hang in there, no matter what the score is in Tampa. Because bottom line is, you get nice weather, you can order another beer. Uh, okay, so the good news is they'll get possibly some guys back. The most important guy being James Bradbury. They need him to get back uh, in, into action. Uh, I don't know what their safety situation will look like in this game. We'll find out more. Their linebacker situation. Find out more as the game goes on. But uh, hopefully there's enough time for these guys to heal up. The Bucs, surprisingly, are 2-0. Now, if you would have said to me, Mike, Tampa would go in their first two games with Baker freaking Mayfield as their quarterback, I would have laughed at you. But here they are, 2-0. They beat a couple of lousy teams, I get it. They beat the Minnesota Vikings, who stink, and they beat the Chicago Bears, who stink, stank. Uh, all right, so, uh, but Baker Mayfield has been playing pretty well. We'll get to his numbers in a second. The Tampa Bay defense against the Philadelphia Eagle offense. Now, the Bucs got six sacks last week on Justin Fields. He's his own worst enemy. So I look at that total as inflated with a guy like Justin Fields. Uh, they held him to 45.7 completion percentage, and they got 10 quarterback hits on him. So they're going to come at Hurts. This is what the template is. You got to get on him early. The first two teams that played the Eagles had that, that game plan after Belichick unveiled it in game one. Um, to, for the Eagles to move the football on the ground, they did it easily last week. Not so fast, my friends, this week because Vita Vea is in the middle of that defense, and they're good against the run. 
so that's that's a key where, where how they're going to get off with the running attack. They also have Shaq Barrett, who makes big plays. He's very formidable. I had a pick last week. Um, and let's get to Baker Mayfield. <laughs> 317 yards last week. His rating was 114.5. Has he ever had a quarterback rating at 114.5? 9.3 yards per catch, by the way. And one touchdown. Evans. Great player. Six catches on eight targets. 171 yards and a touchdown. Chris Godwin, no slouch. Had five catches for 58. The Bucs have also rushed it a lot. They have run the ball 30-plus times in uh, uh, in, their, in their two straight games. So they're gonna, they have a well-balanced offense. I, 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 as, you know, when I looked at this game early on, I said, this is a bop win. Um, and the Eagles are still solidly favored in this game. But I have to admit that Tampa Bay looks a, a little better than I thought they would look. They're going to get Carlton Davis back as a cornerback. That will certainly help them. But, but I'm ready for my prediction here. I go Eagles 31, Bucks 17. Darren, how you feeling? I don't think they're going to have a problem this week. First of all, the two things that I really want to see is a rhythmic play calling, and I really want to see Hertz make a quicker decision within the pocket. I don't know if it was the lack of a preseason. It's a new offense coordinator, somewhat of a different system. It's not much different, but probably a little bit of everything. He doesn't seem to be getting through his progressions quickly as of yet. I think with the long uh, mini buy here, working on all those things, I think they're going to come out throwing the ball. I think they're going to open up the offense early and often. I got them 33 to 13. I don't think this game's going to be very difficult for them. Tampa's over. Okay, so we're close on our final score. Yeah. You got 33 to 13. I've got 31 to uh, 17. Um, okay, so easy win uh, for the Philadelphia Eagles. They'll go 3-0. and uh, And again, a reminder, uh, we do a little post-game show after the game. Another one of these like, well, this schedule is so unorthodox this year. Another night game, Monday night football, which means uh, I'll be on the air um, with the Jacob Media post-game show with Seth Joyner, Derek Gunn, uh, and uh, uh, Kayla Santiago until like 2 a.m. So you get plenty of opportunity to catch us uh, on our post-game show, Jacob, uh, um, that we do after the game. It's the Mike Nussanelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Uh, all right, it is time now for our picks of the week. Uh, I mean, you know, I have so many picks of the week today that I can pick on the Bet Rivers app. I don't know where to go. So I'm just going to run down something. I'm going to zero in on a couple. All right, so in college football, I, I'd like the fo- I want you to look at the following Michigan only minus 24 at Rutgers. That looks like a 53 to 13 smoke job. Uh, Miami, minus 23 and a half at Temple. Oh, God, it almost too, looks too easy. <laughs> Duke, minus 21 and a half at UConn. And the, finally, the oh, wait, two more college. Ohio State, minus three and a half at Notre Dame. I don't know where to go on that. I'm perplexed. And Washington, who has been good to me two straight weeks, minus 21 versus Cal. All right, let's. Let's zero in on two of the following that I gave you. I am definitely going to take Miami minus the 23 and a half at Temple. That will be a total romp. And then I'm going to go again with Washington minus 21 against Cal. The Huskies need to be noticed. And to be noticed, they got to ring a 50 spot almost every week with Michael Penix Jr., the quarterback out there, who was once the starting quarterback at Indiana, who beat Penn State a couple of years ago. 
I'm going Michael Penix in the Washington Huskies, and I'm going Miami Temple for my selections. And now let's get to pro. I am going to go with this one. 49ers tonight, minus 10 against the New York football giants who are smelling themselves after coming back in that big win, but they're all banged up. And the 49ers are laying in wait. They smoke them. Tonight. I think that's 10 and a half Aaron, now. Your uh, I think that's 10 and a half now. And that's actually one of my okay, two games as well. Um, I don't think, I don't see how the giants are going to score tonight without Saquon Barkley. They're going to have trouble moving the ball all night. That's a cigar piece. Halftime that tonight's game is not going to be watchable. I think the 49ers are going to obliterate the Giants. So I do like them as well. That's one of my two picks, minus 10, 10 and a half, depending on. I don't care if it's 11, but I like the uh, the, uh, the 49ers to cover big. The other game I like a lot is the Eagles. I really don't think Tampa Bay. I think that's 2-0. They're a paper tiger. Uh, I think the Eagles' offense will, will, be, will look much more in season on Monday. Uh, Monday night, I think they roll the Bucks in their own building. I think they, the score I gave was like 33 to 13. So I like San Francisco minus 10 and a half and the Eagles minus three and a half. I'm sorry, four and a half. That's a four and a half point line. All right. Uh, one of the pro games, actually, there's a couple of the pro games you want to look at. Uh, the Lions minus three and a half against the Falcons. The Lions are angry um, after the last week. The Falcons are coming off a big win. Uh, so I think the dynamics are really good for the Lions. Uh, in that particular situation. It's the Mike Missanelli podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, that'll close it down for today. Thanks so much, everybody, for listening to the podcast. We're having great success with it, and that's because you guys are actually clicking on it, watching it, listening to it. We really appreciate it. Just spread the word of the Mike Missanelli podcast because uh, we're going great guns right now. Uh, everybody have a great weekend. It's going to be a nice weekend. Today I'm playing golf, actually, with Seth Joyner. So we'll see how that goes. And, uh, uh, of course, the Eagles game on Monday night, which means we will be doing our podcast post-game on Tuesday. So stay tuned for that. Have a great weekend, everybody. This is Mike Pesnelli. And uh, to echo the words of the great Steve Fredericks, see ya. Thanks for listening to the Mike Pesnelli Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network.